The Wannabes, episode, oh god, 13? I didn't even check. 13. 13. Yeah, lucky 13. Of season 2. Uh, oh man, are you a superstitious guy, Will? No, I like 13. I was born on the 13. Okay, alright, so this is, uh, flip it, it's a, it's a lucky day. Uh, anyway, my name is JD. It's your boy Wasabi. We just, we just finished playing. Yeah, that was an interesting sesh. Um... I I don't know. How'd you feel about it? I was going to let you lead mm. and, and ask you your thoughts on it. I didn't... It's, it's interesting. Like, there were times where I was getting tilted on, the, on rollbacks. And this is yeah. where... This is when, like... It, it's obviously, compared to anything that's ever existed, it is amazing that we can play each other from coast to coast. It is That is a miracle. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I only got tilted, like, every third game or something from, like, a specific interaction, mm-hmm. it's... I, I don't want to take that for granted. Um, that being said, there were some time. Th- th- this stands out to me the most, was... When you got me on knockdown, I was on the right side of stadium or something. Yeah. And you just dashed up and up smashed me. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you fucking teleported. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so you did, yeah, I didn't teleport. I got more rollbacks towards the towards the last few games. Uh huh. Yeah. I, it, when it was noticeable, it would just like it would be you know one or two interactions because again most of the fox ditto is like it, it's kind of it's fast anyway but in the times like side b's too like i, I really needed to adapt to side b's off ledge and, and recoveries that way so really a lot of my focus was trying to just not let that get to me mm. and for th- for those interactions and all that like i'm pretty happy with how it all went down um i think in terms of amount of matches how long do we play it kind of whizzed by it was probably like 45 minutes maybe yeah so we got a good amount of games in and at least comparatively to other sessions we've had um Mm -hmm. and i guess it just makes me miss crt melee like i you know if if we were playing irl that that would be like a three hour session like 45 minutes wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be breaking a sweat like that would be the warm-up that we just did you know what i mean so um but all in all definitely happy to have played it how about you? Yeah, I thought it was good. I noticed, yeah, I got some rollbacks too. I wasn't, it didn't throw me off too much. I think there were like, I just noticed my hands getting a little bit tired towards towards the end. Mm-hmm. And when I was like a little bit flustered, I, I realized like um, I was like missing a lot more inputs. Mm-hmm. But I think that just comes with the cost of switching controllers. Right. So I'm not too like bogged down about it um i'm overall pretty happy with i think how i played the the ditto and and the stuff that i've been working on in game because uh i've been getting fucked up in the ditto by s fat a lot recently so mm. uh just been trying to work on on some stuff and, and playing the ditto a little bit differently so overall though i think like it's coming along i can't complain like yeah honestly with the sessions i'd like to be like a little bit cleaner with my fox honestly i think it wasn't the cleanest, but I think like the ideas behind it are pretty well, and like my combo games coming together and edge guards and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, you know, just small steps. No, I mean I'm I'm seeing a lot of at least in, in your fox like it's 
it's definitely um i mean the the improvement arc has started to level out which makes sense right like obviously mm -hmm. the beginning of of your transformation is going to be a lot wider steps and stuff so um i am getting i am seeing a, a bit more consistency from like session to session um i guess what i'm trying to do from my perspective because i'm very like i'm very much a play the player player mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i'm starting to understand your fox more and mm. it's it's very interesting it's like the when i think about it and this might just be a fun like anime narrative i'm putting together it's almost yeah, like it. it's almost like the return of frieza you know how he's like uh i didn't did he come back with robot parts am i thinking of someone else no he's i think he started with robot parts then he became the frieza that we know and then he has Golden Frieza. Oh, you'll hit Golden Frieza. Later, yeah. You'll get to Golden Frieza for sure. Um, but yeah, this is definitely like... Uh, uh, maybe maybe there's a better analogy, but it's almost like your your arms were taken off and replaced with robotic arms. And so there's some <laughs> things you could do that are just so much better. Like Another thing that I need to stop getting tilted about is when you do uh, backdash at a crouch. I, I'm like so tight because I can't do that. I just straight up can't execute that and i never try and so when you got me when you get me on knockdown i'm like i can't roll behind this motherfucker like i can't even go for the option that most people sometimes miss you know mm -hmm. so little things like that are like okay these are robot arms um and then not to i hope you don't take this the wrong way your ledge game yeah, is still still one of the weaker areas that i yeah. that i'm i try to i mean you're, you're getting really tricky with the um with the side B's, like you obviously have like side B timings don't go away. It's still a button. So you still have all those mix ups. Um, yeah, I still need a ledge dash though. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean for yeah. sure. Um and I've just been so lazy on it. No, I get it, man. Like I'm I'm the expert of being lazy in tech that I need to learn. So yeah. don't even don't even you know worry about that. But yeah, it's very interesting playing uh, playing against your fox and like now i'm i'm finally able to like f understand it because it's not a drastically new character every time we play mm -hmm. you know you're 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 settling into something that's really strong and like definitely more in practice than i am and definitely more tuned in that i am um at least currently and that's just a fact of the matter so it's it's been a lot of fun um i just miss crt melee so much like it's getting to that I point. That. <laughs> yeah. You can get the dash out of crouch. It's easier on the controller, actually. Is it really? Yeah, because you have a two-frame window. You just have to grind it out. Like, I was doing it with my controller. I still, you know, I've always done that sort of thing. It's a one-frame input on the box, which is makes it a little bit tougher for dash back. Out of Are you sure? That, yeah, but it's, it's a precise, uh, con like, stick movement. Yeah. Don't you have you to can... reset to neutral? No, you, you hold down, mm -hmm. and then you, you move it like uh, as a straight line up. You skip the corner. So you skip the, the corner, and then you go up. How do you mean? So it's a, it's a quarter circle, but uh, let, me, let me... I know, but you, so you don't, you don't hit like the uh, 110 degree or whatever that is. Yeah, no. you don't want to... I'm never grinding oh. that. That's not happening. 
Yeah, you don't want to hit the... So, like, if we're looking at this, this is the controller. Uh, you don't want to roll. You just want to go boom to boom, like that. Down. Hey, I get it. Straight. Ugh, I'm not doing that. Whatever. I won't complain yeah, about it anymore. It's, it's, like actually... a, it's like a flip, but yeah. No, mm. I get what you're saying. It's more consistent, though. Even if it's a one-frame input and got nerfed on the box, it's still... As long as you practice the one-frame input. Now, Hacks nerfed that on purpose, right? Like, he's he's looking out for these things that would be drastically yeah. easier. No, no. It, it, it would be ridiculously easy if it wasn't a one-frame input from down to left or right. Interesting. Hmm. At one point, I would love to have, like... I know it's kind of a touchy subject, and from, at least from Hacks' perspective. Like, the frame one versus box thing. Mm -hmm. But... I wonder if Frame One's doing the same due diligence in making sure that, like, because I remember the uh, uh, pivot up tilts was a big problem with the Smashbox, right? Like, mm -hmm. these things were just so ridiculously easy, and give Fox pivot up tilts, <laughs> just whenever he wants. It's like, yeah, this guy can do. You know, you could form an entire neutral game off that. Um, see, I don't know if you know any of that. We don't have to push it, but it just comes to mind. I mean, I hear that it's not, but I ha I haven't. I heard that it's not, but I have to, like, I don't play with the frame one, so I wouldn't really know, and it's not something I, like, have paid much attention to, hmm. so I, I don't want to make, like, any accusatory statements on it, you know? Okay. Yeah, I guess we don't have to dwell on it, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let but it. I thought, going back to the session, I thought it went well. I mean, I think you were, you, you were clearly finding your groove towards, towards the end. Yeah, it, and, 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 it was it came quicker too. I think I even took game two or something like that. Like, and that was yeah. that was a good sign compared to other sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did two sessions, right? So how did it feel versus the other session? Because we played on was it a Friday also for a little bit in the morning, <sighs> something like that. Yeah, this week it was it was recent. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I guess it goes back to just sort of the understanding thing. It's like. I don't need to understand every single player. Like, if I outskill someone, that just, you know, you know how that goes. You don't really need to be totally zoned in. Um, so I think coming up with, like, an adaptive gameplay and all that, there were things that you were doing that didn't throw me off anymore. They weren't confusing me. And maybe it's because it's just been a while since I've played you at this skill level and the and on the ramp up, it's like, because all those changes were coming rapidly, I was trying, I couldn't focus on it. You know, it was like almost taking me by surprise. Mm -hmm. Maybe part of it was that I did play more this week. So I was more confident getting into that kind of comfort zone I was in. Um, and maybe it's cause I've been making, you know, this kind of ties into another topic we wanted to talk about, but um, today was like a productive day where I woke up and took care of things. And like, I got a haircut, you know, like I mm -hmm. um, started looking into, uh, my mental health in a much more serious way and like having that kind of inner dialogue um, and that has always influenced how I played Melee you know I, I think I said this a few weeks ago but like Melee is almost good to 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 tell me how I feel if I if I'm playing well then it's almost like okay that's the proof that things are feeling a little better and if i play like shit then maybe there's something else that's not melee related um so it's hard to pinpoint you know it's it's always a bunch of different factors 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely felt good to like get some of those solid games in to be like, okay, yeah, when I when I I'm someone who could take control of a game. Like I I know what it's like to be in this position and yeah. feel comfortable and and move fast and convert shit like that. You know, so mm-hmm. it was refreshing. But yeah, it was, nice. it's a lot of a lot of different answers. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. It's tough. It's tough to kind of find your groove. That's what I've been trying to, I've been, I've been struggling with is, is really just trying to find my groove in the game and, and being more patient about it. I think I, I noticed myself this week getting pretty impatient mm-hmm. about like my improvement, but like the play's coming along. And I think it's also tough when you're play against really good players as well. Like, so I've been, thankfully been able to play with like as that like once a week which has been super super fun but, how'd you set that up uh it was just from the clg training and then our ping is really good so i think it, yeah I, I don't know i just got kind of lucky on that but our ping is at, at like single digits which is really nice sick sick yeah yeah definitely playing against Dude, there's he's such a good player i know <sighs> it's obvious because he's a top 10 player but like, holy shit, he's such a good player. You can't tell. No, you can't tell until you play someone how good they are. SFAT's a prime example of someone that I can't imagine what it's like to play him because he just doesn't have a – he's a very, like, fluid fox. You know what I mean? He doesn't – it's not like you can really pick him out from yeah. all of the other foxes, and that's to his credit, you know? because he he has so many different styles inside of him he's like all these different uh, this is all from a spectator so please yeah yeah. pile on to this what what i'm saying because i would love to hear your perspective from you know from being able to play him um but he he has so many different like i've seen him be ultra aggressive like super stylistic crazy like mokey type fox and i've seen him be hella campy and just like get the job done type fox and everything in between you know so what's it like playing him how's that been i think that what's crazy i think is how like solid his fundamentals are Hmm. like you can't expect him to like really mess up on something and like the way he processes the game is like of that of like a top player it's not just like it feels like he makes the right call every time, whether it's a fast or slow thing or like an aggro or patient thing. Like, like when I'm playing him, it feels like every move choice he did was like, because he was watching me, you Mm -hmm. know? So like, even if I like, you know, sometimes you, you know, you have like, you're on the top platform and you'll bear and I'll crouch cancel it and down tilt you or something like that. Like he'll always come down with a drill there. Like there, there, like there's no gimmick around him. I think that's the, that's the, that's the really really tough thing you know there is really no you can't just like take it you have to just like kind of keep up with him like hit for hit and then also just like play really like just really really solid at the same time you know i think like there there are some other players like like having played hacks a lot you know there's a certain way that he does things and then you can kind of play off of that but as that's so versatile that it's like no one thing will like kind of throw him off or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what his strength is also just like the fact 
yeah, it's just he's so seasoned. I, you know, it's really hard to explain, but it's like it feels like he makes the right call on on every little micro interaction that he he has to make, which is crazy. Sick. I can't add yeah. anything to that. I'm just imagining all that interest. Next time you play, I'm just put, push the record button for a few games. I, I need to see. I need to see some of this action. Yeah, it's so tough. I, yeah, I, I usually don't take take games. It's tough. I got. I think I've taken two so far. So, so hey, it is really really tough. Good shit. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Sfat has always been one of my favorite foxes for sure, um, and that just comes down to again, you said versatility. I, that's always what I think of him as. It's just someone that can kind of meet the meet the matchup meet the moment and um it sucks because he always gets this sort of spectator curse you know like mm-hmm. he he because he's so consistent like places his seed so often and sometimes when the at these gigantic tournaments where he's yeah like, he's a perennial top eighter yeah exactly like if if he makes uh by all means is an amazing run beating great players. It just doesn't make the same relative splash. And it's, um, you know, he, he's, he's going to take a major one of these days. His yeah. longevity has been proven. Um, I agree with that. And yeah, when that day comes, we'll, we'll cash in our, um, S fat clout and get him on an interview or something. I'll look out. For, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll figure. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think the, the crazy thing is how much faster he he plays when you're in in the moment. Mm. I think as a spectator, you don't feel the pressure that he exerts, but like it's like sometimes like he'll just like won't let up, and sometimes it's like that Patrick Star meme where it's like he's standing there menacingly, you know, <laughs> and and it's just like it, it's a mix of just like when he wants to be in your face, like it's like ah right, like I'm not. <laughs> gonna like this pressure isn't gonna end or it's like ah shit like how do i get in this like how do i get in his like field like you know Mm -hmm. and and that's really the toughest thing man well i'm gonna i'm gonna look out for this going forward i think we need constant checkups on on this situation don't let it go (laughs) don't let him out of your sight He's definitely pushed me in the ditto, though, which is really nice. I does think he, I've taken a lot from him. Do you guys, like, talk about it after? Does he offer tips or anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he's a really, really nice guy. So, like, I, I, I just ask him questions and stuff like that. Um, but, but part of it, it's tough. Like, there's not always going to be, like, a answer to everything. Like, sometimes, you know, I've been told, like, it just takes time. It takes practice. It takes, like, sure. it's hard on, harder on any controller. But, like, you know, some of it is just, like, the sheer, like, yeah, you just, like, have to put time in on this sort of thing, right? Like, I think yep. the, even with the questions and the tips, it's, like, you know, that foundation that he developed or any top player develops doesn't come without, like, hard work and time. So I think that's, like, the real, real thing. Like, there isn't going to be, like, one advice that, like, makes me better at the ditto. There are definitely some things that, like, I noticed from playing him that i like was able to like be more aware of when playing with you but like it's it's not like it changed though like changed anything drastically right you know 
Yeah, I think if there's any advice that you know we are um, qualified to impart is that the the secret to getting good at melee is the same boring secret to getting good at kind of anything else is yeah. is time and mindful practice and then obviously like learning and absorbing and you know there's extracurriculars and you could get on uncle pun blah, blah blah it's not about it's not about like asking a top player how do i get better that's never going to give you like a substantial boost you might you know if you're if and i might be getting slightly off topic here but um i was playing i I won't say names i was playing someone in our discord and you know Mm -hmm. giving them some tips and it was something very basic it's just a recovery that they did very often so calling out habits that's one thing but that's not going to lead to drastic improvement right like that's well, I think 0.5 percent of someone's play when you're when you're starting out right I think that's the thing right? right it does but but it but once you kind of know everything and have the general feel it's so much more nuanced and it doesn't work every time either and like part of it is it's like a mix-up right yeah exactly and that's why i said i'm like look this if, do if you're doing this 80 percent of the time do it five percent of the time and fill in the other things that's a very specific example but yeah I think overall, most of the things you're going to be told, quote unquote told, is going to be beaten into you by a player better mm-hmm. than you. So the biggest lessons are probably what's happening with you now is like if you keep getting caught doing something that just won't work on SFAT, that means it doesn't work in theory in the matchup. So he could tell you all he wants, but when I'm playing someone better, the the best lessons are just ones that okay, I keep getting my face kicked in every time I go for this approach that works on worse players, or if I try to mm-hmm. get this cheesy punish that technically shouldn't work, stuff like that, you know what I mean? And and so just playing people that are going to beat those habits out of you is probably the most effective, in my opinion. Yeah, I think also, like, it's interesting you bring up, like, those, like, bad habits that, like, will work on other players, because I think uh you're as you said you're a very like player versus player thing Mm -hmm. so like if it will work you'll do it and i've been trying to move away from that it's like i'm i'm really trying to figure out like what would a good player do here not like what would necessarily like work because this player doesn't you know they're not fast enough to like hit the tech here or stuff like that so it's interesting because you could like be proactive about it at the cost of of not having some like and i'm not saying gimmicky in a bad way i don't think gimmicks are are bad inherently but like you know like those gimmicks that they might not be ready for well there's nuance to this and i i get what you're saying and i mostly agree i think it does kind of dive into uh there's a distinction here because most of the time with punish game there's like there are correct options like there it's way more flowchart in the punish Mm-hmm. neutral cannot be flow charted i i think technically it can theoretically there's only there's a finite amount of options in any situation fine whatever um that's you know i'm a very neutral based thinker in the game like that's mm-hmm. where most of my mindset comes from so that has to be adaptive in my opinion and mm. i think you're you're way more of a, a punish game player um yeah. 
at least in when we're talking about like what we focus on as our like core strengths. Mm-hmm. So in that case, yeah, you can't, um, you can't look to do what, what's an example. Like you don't hit me with the same stuff anymore. So it's like, I would have to think of an example. Like, let's say all you, all you look for is like back throw shines or something. Yeah. Right. That is the type of thing that, um, will be a little, that's like the, one of the few punishes that are kind of player dependent. You have to do reads and blah, blah, blah. But when you get a knockdown and tech chase with up smash, we're all the same Fox rolling left or right. There's nothing a player does different than anyone else besides because it's a, it's a reaction tech chase. Am I getting too off topic? I I know you're, you know what I mean, but um, I hope this isn't lost. No, I get get what you mean. Like neutral is always going to be a little bit open-ended just because of the nature of it. And like the fact to play neutral, you have to take assumptions in the game. And, and make either soft or hard reads. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there, there, there are nuances to it, though, where, like, you could, like, remove stuff. Like, I remember listening to, like... Like, for example, what a great thing is, oh, he won't expect me to just, like, run up at him and up smash from across the stage sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know? Except the thing that you're doing is you're you're by running up to him you're telegraphing that you're gonna run up and hit him with something right so it's not really a mix-up it's more of just like a oh god i hope he's like not paying attention to this like one thing you know sure so i think like those things but but i get what you're saying about like neutral in general needs to be like open-ended and stuff like that yeah i mean this is definitely a pretty murky conversation that we just kind of fell into this wasn't exactly what we we're planning on talking about um but it's kind of a, a uh, an evergreen type of thing and we're, we're keeping it kind of high level which is good uh business high level not gamer high level um yeah and you know without going too much further into it um i do kind of want to take this time to pivot to yeah um something that you know we like to talk about week week to week but i want to give it kind of a deep dive which is um our mental health and kind of checking in with how we're doing um i know that i've been i i guess struggling is a good word um exploring what's going on and and trying things and and ultimately dropping things and it's getting kind of um into a whirlwind um but how, how have you been how's everything going i know it's probably it's probably a settled town settle down period with the move and all that it's kind of in in the back view mirror sort of. but uh sort of i mean i think i'm same thing like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what support i need for for my mental health i've been talking a lot about this with like my therapist in regards to like my adhd and like needing to focus with like work and stuff like that and i think that's been hard even if i've been getting like more settled so just kind of keeping that in mind but like yeah i think that like overall i'm doing like so so i think i'm still trying to figure it out so like even if i'm like settled i'm still like there's still a lot of new stuff especially going on with my work that i'm trying to like 
adjust too quickly and and it's definitely tough just because of how of just like the pace of the startup world is and so really just trying to figure figure that out i think so not everything i would say like is in balance but i think like the key important things are are kind of setting setting into place slowly i think i'm i'm just realizing that like as much as i want to balance everything there are definitely things that like that are are different so just trying to find that new rhythm i think has been has still been a little bit difficult i think yeah i totally feel that finding some sort of um consistency is like something i've always struggled with is i i like to think that i have plans and i just don't so i totally feel you there it's like especially in a completely different state and part of the country i'm sure there's a lot of things that follow you there um i like to think whenever i move and it, you know i've only moved maybe five six times in my adult life to college out of college blah blah blah. it's not that often but i always think of it as like this brand new opportunity to completely like reinvent my lifestyle and to start from scratch and to you know, get everything in order and do the things I want to do. And then the time comes and maybe it's a good start. Most of the time it's sort of underwhelming. And then it's kind of a, a dip into, and it's a slow decline, but into a sort of malaise and like, all right, now this is life. Like you're back into life. This is just a new situation and you got to figure out the same shit. Um, do you feel like you were able to address anything because of the move that gave you like a jump start and you were able to like tackle it head on or, or do you feel similar to before? Um, yeah, I think that like the one thing I'm noticing is that, uh, like, I don't know. I think I've been exploring like me having ADHD and like my therapist's like suggestion on it. Um, a lot more and and I'm realizing like even through like my childhood how tough it was to like focus and, and, and get stuff together and I think Melee helped with that but with this new job and how much more demanding it is like it I think is sort of the um how, how do I phrase it It, it, it's tough i think it's tough to like be able to like i'm just noticing that it's it's hard to like focus and stuff like that and like usually like when you look at literature with like adhd kids like they're normally fine in like elementary school but like as school progresses you start seeing them have a harder and harder time with school and it's interesting that i was able to like maintain that through high school and through college but i'm starting to feel like i'm hitting a wall there where i'm getting more and more open to possibly having some medication for it because I, it's just like I should get the support that I need and it shouldn't be that like this hard for me to like try to get focused and, and and stuff like that and so I think that's really where I'm at so the next step is talking to like a psychiatrist in terms of figuring out how that would look but really just like I think in terms of mental health like there's a portion of like oh yeah, like you can do, you can kind of do all right without it, but also like, do you need to like push yourself that hard to do something that like other people naturally can do, like focus and stuff like that. 
And so really thinking about like setting myself up with the tools to succeed, you know, in, in the mental health space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you, you've talked openly about ADHD and your experience with it. And that um, is something I was really grateful for. I reached out to you this week and, and told you um, that I like took a screen, a, like a self screening. I don't know how I got to this point. I don't know what I clicked on and, and or what I looked at that made me start looking into the condition more. Um, mm -hmm. But I took a screen, a self screener, which is just like a, a questionnaire. That's like answers are sometimes likely uh, very often stuff like that. Um, and I noticed that I had some of these um, uh, tendencies that are very similar. And that was, I think, Thursday or Wednesday or something. And I, I went very hard into looking into it and reading about it. Admittedly, you know, I think with stuff like this, I tend to get really wrapped up and to be like, oh, this is the solution. Like, so, you know, I've WebMD syndrome where I, you know, look something up. I'm like, oh, this is me. Like, I have this thing. And I don't want it to come off as me saying I have it. I absolutely don't know if I do. And, and after the day of hardcore looking into it, I I settled out of it and, and you know, took it slow and, and didn't want to didn't want to make too many assumptions and like start call saying things and all this but I, th I think overall um before i go into like the details of everything else um i think it's important that we talk about it and i wanted to thank you for being open about it in these conversations and, and others um because even if i find out that you know, this is just, you know, generalized anxiety syndrome or, you know, quarantine fucked me up or, you know, something that isn't a neurological thing, but just like an environmental, you know, causation. Um, the fact that I'm seeking, you know, like I went to a doctor today, I was one of the errands I went to and got a referral to a psychiatrist myself. Um, so just thank you for, you know, continuing to talk about it because I think the less stigmatized these things are because it is outrageously stigmatized. Um, the more like it's out in the open, I think other people will start looking into it and, and maybe figuring out that there's good solutions for them. That's not just like get over it or just focus or, you know, just, <laughs> just drink water. You know, it's not, it's yeah. not dismissed. I think everyone's entitled to seek the help that they think they need and to get the support that they need for things. I think that's like what I've been trying to figure out. Cause like, yeah, just because like I've been okay beforehand doesn't mean that it hasn't like affected the way I approach things mm -hmm. so that I'm able to be like focused and stuff like that. And obviously sometimes medication isn't always the answer and and that's just sort of like the next thing that i'm trying because i'm realizing how hard it is for me to focus like in in work especially right now with the pandemic going on and and it being a new role and everything so like that's just more my personal thing but i think it's different from everyone like i think you know some people like they're okay with meditation some people do both like i was talking with my therapist like some people like will only take like some medication like on the days they really feel like they need it you know like on a per per dm basis also so like i think like 
everyone's answer is different, but also everyone's like entitled to get that support so that they can like succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think this is one of those things where we need to keep checking up on it because um, even if I don't have a condition, I'm um, still afraid of me, if, of this being one of my kicks, like, I, I was on a financial kick and I was on like mm-hmm. a content kick, and, you know, and uh, we've called them waves. We've called them um, sprints. sprints. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, it, it's one thing to call it like a character trait. And, you know, it's another thing to, to be ignoring something that could be, you know, addressed even, you know, and I'm not, I'm not looking to go out and be like, you know, dose me up, doc, you know, I, if, yeah. but you know, I, I did have some therapy over the summer and it was pretty good. It wasn't like drastic. It was, it was mostly just nice to talk to someone. Um, mm-hmm. but I think like really taking steps and following up and, and doing all these, all the due diligence of like properly figuring out like, okay, what am I dealing with? What's in front of me? Um, talking to the people that would understand it the most and, have a good way of helping me channel and and um really hone my energy is like that's that's kind of where i'm at right now and so i yeah i guess i just don't want it to be like oh this you know this was a good week i went to the doctor and you know uh, and then i don't follow up or like i don't go to the referrals and you know these this thing falls off like i'm trying to hold myself accountable there um I don't know. It's it's a weird little crossroads I found myself on, and I'm you know part of me is always tempted to just like again just be like, all right, this is this is who I am. This is what I got. Let me just watch YouTube videos all day of how to deal with ADHD. You know, it's like mm. uh, that's that's a trap that's very much like at my feet, and I'm staring at it, and I'm like, all right, just don't step on that trap. Just go the yeah. just go the long way around. You know, it's a safe, long way, and and there's proper ways of figuring this shit out. Um, I don't know. That's my little my little rant on it. But yeah, again, thanks for for you know constantly being open about it and making yeah, sure that course. it's it's not like a hidden away thing. Yeah, it's more just like understanding yourself, right? Because like it's not like it it like suddenly appeared. It's not like a oh, I suddenly broke my leg. It's something that's kind of like always been been there, whether whether one gets diagnosed or, or not, right? So it's more just a journey to understand yourself inherently. Mm-hmm. I guess that's at least the way I'm viewing it. And so I don't want to, I don't want to pry into your, yeah into your, your medical history. And I, we could mm-hmm. obviously cut this, like, you know, you know this. Yeah, um, of course. But I'm let's, curi- let's give it a try. I'm curious what like, the question is. Well, the question is just like when when were you diagnosed? Like when did you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the suspicion happened, and and it wasn't like something I was like against, you know, like I wasn't like super stubborn about it or like oh I don't have it, you know. It was with my first therapist, probably about it like a year and a half ago, hmm. where. And it wasn't like, oh, you have ADHD. It's more of like, because also like ADHD is a spectrum, right? right? Similar to a lot of other conditions. So mm-hmm. like 
you know, it, it, the degree of ADHD differs from everyone to some very minor to some very severe, right? And so it was more of just like my therapist pointing out that like, you have some like ADHD like um, tendencies, right? And, and there are certain things that I realized the way that I'm like, oh, this works for me is actually like a lot of tools that they, they suggest uh, people with ADHD to have. And it's like, it sounds like, I, you know, like we've talked a lot in on this podcast about like how regimented I was like back in New York, right? Like wake up, practice, VODs on the subway, like, and like if I like, and really getting into the flow of that. And like, that's good for everyone but it made such a drastic difference for me mm-hmm. like when like when i did those things and when i didn't do those things in addition to that i think like just there were a lot of things yeah it was more of just like these little things or like i'm like oh yeah like i had a tough time with this and 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 my therapist even my new one now being like yeah like that's a very common thing for people with adhd you know and so it wasn't really like a ah like you have x like one day it was more of just like a gradual like hey it seems that like the more and more we're talking about your traumas or your experiences growing up and stuff like that it seems like a lot of it is rooted not rooted but like a lot of it um is affected by by some adhd tendencies and so really that's how it it happened and uh, you know, realizing, like, why I, I tick the way that I do, you know, like, what, what makes me tick, what helps me focus, like, what do I need, uh, what really throws me off, right? And I think that was, that was kind of, like, how it sort of developed to where we are now, where I'm, you know, having a tough time kind of, like, adjusting to this new work role with a lot more responsibilities and, like, realizing that, oh, do I actually need to struggle this hard to maintain like a base amount of focus that comes inherently to other people? Right. And, and, and really that wasn't where the conversation shifted to be like, on top of understanding it more being like, Oh, like I need to, like, I might need a little help with this, you know, just, and, and, and really kind of, Accepting that, you know, because I normally don't really take a lot of medication, not because I don't believe in medicine. Obviously, I was pre-med, so I'm pro-science and pro-vaccine and all <laughs> that. Just want a disclaimer because there are dumbass people that don't think that. Title this episode, We Are Pro-Vaccine. We Are Pro-Vaccine. That's a good one, actually. Okay, yeah, clickbait. Uh, that, that's funny. Um, but, you know, really thinking, like, do I really want to, like, do I really, like, need to do certain things to be able to just like focus and and it's really like i'm starting to not have the time to like try to get myself psyched in into focus just because my work is a lot more intensive right now Mm -hmm. and 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 that's really what's pushing me in i think it's as i said that wall i'm finally kind of hitting that wall where i'm like i'm not happy with like the amount of focus i can like i'm putting into things you know or i'm feeling very distracted lately and stuff like that and so um it's partially why I freaked out when we were doing uh, shipping and handling. Yeah, and no, I get like, it. Yeah, you're going to be on comms. And, and I think that was like one week where I was really, really struggling with my focus. Mm-hmm. So so it really was going to throw me off. Like even, um, and so, um, so that's really where 
where it's at and and i'm kind of hitting that wall now rather than like a lot you know some other kids who maybe hit it in like six seven eighth grade sometimes maybe in high school even right and and it wasn't something like there were signs before like as well as there are signs now and i've just like built a lot of mechanisms to circumvent it or like succeed without it but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that like i didn't have it before you know and i think like there were times even like where (laughs) i would like get all the answers right like on tests and stuff like that and then like just like didn't put down my equation or like miss the word and that's like my brain moving kind of like too fast for for its own good really oh that's so i I, you uh, know yeah like that's like the difference between like an a and like an a minus or a b plus like it's like oh yeah i got the math answer right but like i didn't show my steps because my brain moved at lightning speeds you know yeah just stupid mistakes i totally feel that yeah and so like i didn't realize it then you know and but yeah like i think that's that's what what sort of the year and a half has been since i started like thinking about it it's not something that i've like put a lot of blame on you know but it's more of like okay like do i want to like do anything about it do i just want to like understand it is it is it helpful to understand it so that i can keep doing the things that i know work for me or do i need like a little bit extra support like with medication and so kind of that's sort of been what the journey has for like the last year and a half yeah that's um that's great man that's that's a really good story and i think right now it, it didn't come from a therapist but i'm in that like you described at least the beginning of like oh shit i these are tendencies that i've had my whole life you know and mm-hmm. you mentioned like coming up with coping mechanisms and strategies um and the stuff that I've read is like, that is so common where there's a misconception of like, Oh, someone has ADHD. Then, um, they just fail at everything. Like they can't do anything. And that's yeah. like, that's, that's not true. Right. Like it's very difficult to fail at everything, you know? And even if something's debilitating, like there's just, there are ways around it that whether or not, if, you know, they're healthy or sustainable or whatever. It's like people find a way to just make that their strategy, like they're normal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that, that stuck with me and and what I've been like looking and listening to is this idea of like um, having a wall in front of the thing you need to do and yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, just sitting there and like needing to, mentally prepare and figure out a way to that thing and there's a coping mechanism of like busting through it like getting super angry and like saying like all right fuck it i'll do the dishes like whatever fuck fine and like smashing through it and just getting it done but like hurting the people around you i've done that i've been in that situation where like I was going to do the dishes, but someone told me to do it. So I freaked out and did, you know what I mean? Like shit like that I've done. Um, And I've also done the thing where like I have homework to do. And if I don't have any distractions around me, it just takes like 10 minutes of like psyching myself up to, to do something very simple, you know? And um, this is debilitating 
not just in my work, because I'll be completely honest, I don't think anyone from my job listens to this. Like, I'm able to get away with not working very hard. I've been open about that. Um, I'm not proud of it. I really am not proud of it, but yeah. that's just the situation I'm in with a, a ton of different factors. Um, who knows how long that's going to last, and I don't like that that's become a habit. Um, but even, like, creative endeavors. Like, we, I've had 1v1s, like, sitting in an editing, uh, sitting in Premiere that just haven't gone out for what a month now. And it's just, it's just a giant wall in front of me that like, I just, for whatever reason I get distracted or I get onto the, a new kick and a new thing. And, and it's like things that I want to be done are in front of me and I know it's there. And I just like, don't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, this could just be a, you know, I, I don't think it is. A, I don't think it's exacerbated by quarantine. That's for sure. A lot of the the coping mechanisms and inspiration and energy that I got was from other people. Like I, I am an extroverted gamer, you know, so mm-hmm. going to a tournament filled me with so much that I was able to kind of use throughout the week and then get refilled. You know, HNC was a great example or smashed out like those things filled me up. So I think a lot of my coping mechanisms are stripped, but this is something that like I'm realizing looking back that like, fuck, I've always been someone like when I I remember being seven or eight years old and getting a very simple homework assignment, I needed to make 10 sentences with a word in each sentence, uh, like a vocab word. And I just broke down crying about this homework assignment. And I'm not, a, I wasn't a stupid kid. Like I was, you know, fairly smart, you know? And so, so I knew what the words meant. It's not like I was so confused. I just like, couldn't do it. It was right. It was right there. And I was crying. Like it was so, it's so bizarre how, how imprinted into this, my memory, this one little mm-hmm. thing is. So yeah, without going on and on and on, like that, this is kind of the, the path I'm trying to commit to and, and, Cause it feels a lot more all encompassing of a thing. It's not like, Oh, if I get my streaming schedule down, you know, then all the other pieces will fall in line. No, this is, this isn't a hobby. This is like self understanding. This is an exploration that I feel like is really necessary and important. Um, and I am going to keep sharing it with you and the listeners and, and, see what comes out of it but i i really hope this um turns into something at least helpful mm-hmm. you know it's tough out here man <laughs> yeah no it is tough it's a tough subject to talk about also so i definitely appreciate you opening up as well yeah yeah i feel i felt good to to speak it out and i'll, I'll probably be picking up a therapist <laughs> again soon that's been, good. Everyone needs a, a therapist. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, cool. I know we wanted to kind of keep it short, but um, is there anything else you that's on your mind that you wanted to chat about? Um, I think that's it. I think uh, that's that sort of it. What's been on my mind, you know? Like, I think that it's sort of we had a lot of tough, tough subjects. Also, yeah. yeah I mean, pretty nothing, heavy. I, 
yeah, nothing else really has occurred. I mean, four locos going on right now. So, like, again, Aklo and J-Mook, big surprise. Fucked everyone up. Did you watch the so, J-Mook uh, Wizard set? I would. I watched the J-Mook Ginger set. I saw that, too, yeah. Um, do you know who won Aklo Wizard? I do. Do you know? I, I know who won Aklo Wizard. Yeah, tragic. Yeah. <laughs> the ending of it was so sad dude yeah i know uh, it, it happens it happens dude the, the laud link match was so crazy i didn't I actually i haven't seen that yet he beat oh, laud that was such a good one he beat laud uh with link all games uh two games oh my oh, it's it was ridiculous dude these kids man these fucking kids are yeah blowing me away oh well, that's our shout out for the week yeah. check out their 1v1s as always this every time <laughs> yeah we, we know the the history of them uh but it's been fun talking this was a good session yeah this was this was a really good one um we'll definitely chat throughout the week um you might be you might not be joining next week right you might be taking a week maybe off. yeah yeah i might need a week or two like hiatus personally just to to focus on on some work stuff because I think things are ramping up, and so I kind of gotta, I gotta prioritize that, you know. Yeah. As as much as I love this podcast, I gotta I gotta prioritize. That. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, I'll see you when I see you, and uh, good luck. And we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk soon. I'll, I'll come back for sure. Okay. But yeah, we'll talk soon. <laughs> All right. See you, man. See ya. Peace.